Hey, business building warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I just finished up an interview. It's a longer episode, but we packed so much in uh, with a great young couple with a beautiful family. They got four kids. He works full time. She's squeezing her Amazon business into the cracks of their busy schedule, and they've built something pretty incredible. Now, it's not one of these massive success stories. In fact, their most recent month, they sold about 20,000, 19, 20,000 at a 25% net profit margin using the Amazon replens strategy that you've heard on hundreds of recent episodes around here. Of course, I'm talking about the proven Amazon course training that we teach. They got a coach as well. They were at our live event last year as well. They're coming to their the August event coming up August 12th through 14th in Louisville, Kentucky. They're going to be there as well. We talk about all of that. But when we did the math at one point, I need to point this out. I did it real quick in my head. I was off a little bit. I thought she had around a, I think I told her a $70 or $80 an hour net profit. No, it's about $60 an hour net profit. I did the math wrong in my head. So at that part of the show, I apologize. But just running the numbers, they've built an incredible business that they're able to squeeze into the cracks of their busy schedule. And I'm so proud of them. I just love hanging out with families like this that are figuring out a way to be the spouse that God's called them to be, to be the parents that they want to be, and to build an incredible financial future for their family. And they see their future in this opportunity, in this community. They keep talking about uh, just all the great friends that they've met, the connections that they've made in this community, and how valuable that is to them. We spend a significant amount of time talking about some of the books that they love, some of the uh, recommended books that I gave them and they gave me as a good part of the show as well. Let's see what else. Oh, Proven Replens VA program. They talk about that as well. And I love their transparency uh, on both the topic of their coach and the other service they bought from us, getting a, a virtual assistant. They were very transparent. Hey, the first virtual assistant that we set them up with wasn't working out real well. So we brought another one and now it's going great. And they spoke in very glowing terms of the relationship they've built and the value that this virtual assistant has brought to their business. Of course, I'm talking about the Proven Replens VA program. There'll be a link at the show notes at silentgym.com. To that, we've helped a couple hundred people at this point as I'm recording with that business model of training a virtual assistant who works only for you, which is very important and significant. They're not working for a bunch of other sellers and selling all the same details and resources to all of their clients. They're working for one seller. And in this case, this couple has really fallen in love with the seller that they're working with. So I'm going to bring on Tambra and Kelton Hansen. In just a moment, they're going to jump on the line with me. One last thing, I mentioned the coaching. They love the coaching program. We talk about details with that and have very glowing things to say about the coach that they were assigned in our coaching program. You can go to jimcockramcoaching.com if you want details on that. Of course, links in the show notes, silentgym.com. And just enjoy this episode. We kind of wander from topic to topic, but uh, I think it's going to be a lot of really good nuggets. If you're new or if you've been around a while, there's something in here for everyone. Enjoy this episode. Let's get them on the line right now. So welcome to the show, guys. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I'm blessed. Great to see you. Looking good, sounding good. Hey, I'm ready to jump right into your story, Kelton. How about we just go? Yeah, sure. Uh, we hadn't had a lot of online selling experience prior to Amazon and prior to jumping into the silent sales machine community. 
you know, we're always on the lookout for something to add to our income, but we're, we're a little different than some of the stories that uh, we've, we've, some of the podcasts that we have listened to where somebody has jumped in and, and tried with one program and they spent thousands of dollars. Uh, this community was the first one we ever got into. So where we kind of got into it, like I'm a big podcast listener. Um, and I was actually listening to a different podcast where you were the guest. It was Kurt Mortensen. Yeah. At Influence University or something like that. But it's been a while uh, back. Yeah. It's been quite a while. Um, and I thought, well, there's, there's something to this guy. And, you know, you brought up the, uh, the podcast and, and so I got digging into that and listened for a couple of days and brought it home to my wife and said, Hey, there's something to this. And she kind of like, well, what are we going to sell? Like just stuff that's on our shelves. Like, what is this? Yeah. I was like, I don't have anything to sell and I don't want to sell anything. <laughs> I'm not a salesman. <laughs> And then he made me listen to the podcast because I think at the time you were, weren't you listening to Jim's book? I think you had started listening to Jim's book and then, yeah, he's like, well, listen to a couple podcast episodes and that was it. Mostly it was the podcast and I was like, there's something to this and, you know, low entry fee and, and so we, that's where we started was just with the podcast itself. And about when would this have been approximately? Like November of 2020. Yeah. Okay. Like the beginning of November. Okay. So a year and a half or so ago is when you kind yeah. of discovered, started to dip your toe in the water a little bit. All right. So, so what'd you guys do next as you started to become convinced? You weren't sure what you're going to sell, but you were interested in the concept. What happened next? Well, over the next couple of weeks, it was probably early to mid-November of 2020 that we started listening and then it was every single day. And it was like, I would shoot her a link. Hey, have you listened to this one? And she shoot me something. Have you listened to this one? And uh, so, you know, and we got, we listened to quite a few over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we got hooked fast for yeah. sure. And then we just signed up, you know, we signed up and at the time you had the replens course. And so that's what we got first was the replens course and signed up for Amazon. And right after we did that, we signed up for Kiva, you know? <laughs> yeah, so, the important tools. Yeah, so we did that. And yeah, while we were waiting to get approved for Amazon, we had already, we had finished the replens course, the zero to 10,000. And then we had... We just started searching. We started going to stores. We had no idea what we were doing, but we were searching and we were digging into Keepa. And yeah, we found some great winners, like some really good winners to test out. So yeah, and that's like some of our first experiences. We went to a store and we bought up like a whole bunch of this product. And were were we even approved to sell yet? No, not yet. We <laughs> bought up great. bunches of us specific food item not knowing that we would be gated in specific <laughs> products and so you know we it looked good on keepa and it you know the numbers made sense and everything and we get approved to sell we're like cool let's get this thing listed and and uh come to find out grocery was one of the first things that we picked up couldn't sell it <laughs> yeah, we couldn't a little frustrating it. way to start but <laughs> Kind of learning through trial and error. 
How much of that first product did you buy? Like 200 bucks, probably. Yeah, yeah it was enough to feel the pain. Yeah. <laughs> what did you end up doing with it? Well, Christmas was coming. <laughs> oh, everybody got the, uh, yeah, got a jar of pickles for Christmas. Okay. Yeah, lots of pickles. <laughs> no, I, I actually think it was kind of a seasonal item anyway. And so, okay. you know, we're getting with family. Hey, here's your Christmas present from our family this year. It's <laughs> So the secret's out now. If any of them watch the show, they're going to be like, that's why we got that. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It was, it was pretty fun to learn, you know, the hard way. Cause like I said, you know, we had got that before we were even approved for sure. Amazon to sell. We're still waiting, but right. we just, we jumped and, and we learned, but you know, come the following year, we sold a lot of that item. So last December, it was great. Keep a keep a new what's up. It was great, and it sold. And mm-hmm. it was both uh, FBA and FBM. We couldn't keep up with it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. You were selling at both Merchant Fulfill FBM, you said, and FBA. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's yeah. one of the first products you found, and yeah. from a local store shelf too. That's fantastic. Yeah, uh, which, which obviously that's not the only way to source. I remember reading in the bio before we got started. You guys are wanting to get more into online sourcing. But you started out just hitting some local stores and yeah. finding replens, you know, yeah. using the strategies. And you said you weren't even approved to sell on Amazon yet. I want to make sure people understand what that means. It, it can take two to four or five weeks sometimes for Amazon to get you approved as a seller because they're very picky about making sure that you are who you say you are, you live where you say you live, you're a real person. That takes some time. It used to be a much faster process. Now it's a little slower. So we do have students like you guys who jump in, get educated, get rocking, get started. They're finding profitable inventory, but they don't have their account yet. We run into that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for all the new people who are still waiting for their account to get approved, (laughs) make sure, you know, just hold off a little bit, just do your research. and Yeah. Don't buy anything yet. Don't buy any inventory yet. Right. Do your research, but wait. Yeah, but you know, there's actually an interesting lesson here too. How long did it take you guys to get approved in grocery and to navigate that hurdle once you were approved? And it, not that grocery is where you have to go first, but that's where yeah. you found your first replant. Yep. I want to say maybe how long do you think? Two, three months? Yeah. I mean, as as we started to, you know, obviously we got approved for an account. And as we started selling some things, it didn't take very long for, you know, items in this specific category to get ungated and then the next one and then the next right. one. And I mean, that it went pretty fast as they saw that we were somebody that was serious about selling and we yeah. were sending stuff in and we were, you know, we, we did it all the right way. We, we appeased what Amazon wanted from us when they requested it. <laughs> yep. Yep. It can happen very quickly. And then those gates just start flying open. And 90% of what you request to be ungated in, it just right in the app, you're ungated instantly. Yep. So yeah, yep. you, you can get to that point fairly quickly. But there is that period of frustration of getting your account set up and then, oh, I'm gated and everything. Well, sell 20 or 30 items and you won't be. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it becomes a lot easier. But there is that period of frustration that all new sellers go through. I'm glad you guys reminded. We haven't talked about that in a long time. It's been a long time since I was there, for sure. Um, yeah. So I'm glad you guys brought that up. All right. So you started dipping your toe in the water. You started selling some things. You know, tell us about some of your first wins, some of the things you did find and sell that worked out oh, well. Yeah. How'd you find them? And, and what were you looking for on Keepa? You mentioned Keepa. How did you use that tool? And just talk mm-hmm. us through some of that. Right. 
Well, we had, we had gone on multiple date nights, I guess, you know, where we go to a store and she's at one end of the store and I'm at the other end of the store. And she, I remember walking, you know, I had found something on the shelf. I'm looking through coupon. I'm looking through the spikes and in the sale or drops in the, in the sales category, just on my phone, on the apps and making sure that we're, we're not gated in this specific thing. And the numbers looked good. I didn't even know what it was. It was a top shelf item. I had never seen it. I like, it was a product that I never would have purchased myself, of course. but it was amazing. And I was, I was ecstatic. I walked over to the other end of the store and I, she was a little frustrated because she was looking at things and she can't find anything. And here I come with a, a cart full of these things, just deep off. And I, <laughs> I was so happy and I was so irritated. <laughs> so it was a great day for Kelton and a frustrating day for Tamper. I got you. Okay. <laughs> That's great. And I'm like, all right, well, this is good. Yeah. And actually, uh, you know, it's that specific ASIN on Amazon has taken some hits, but that was a year plus ago that we found it. And, um, you know, people have come and gone from the listing and it's still a winner for us. One of the first things we found is still a winner. Mm -hmm. Like, like our best seller every single month. Every month. That's fantastic. Yeah. And I would say that's fairly unusual, but not surprising. You know, I would say for every 10 or 20 ASINs you find, one of them is going to be one of your long-term winners. Yeah. And the others over time are going to drift and probably, you know, rise and fall. But one of them is just going to be that, you know, goose that keeps laying golden eggs. And you found that right out of the gate. That's awesome. Beautiful. We have taken some hits with it. Not like hits. But, you know, you'll always say, don't, don't fall in love with the product. Don't, right. you know, which we kind of did. We fell in love with that one for sure. But yeah. the first listing that we were on with it, it started to tank like pretty fast. And so we wound up pulling them back. I think we had, I don't know, I want to say 25, yeah. probably about 25 in stock. And we recalled them, got them home. And he had found another listing another ASIN for, for that product that was beautiful. So That's we got a all great back. lesson. Yeah. yeah send them back in. Yep. <laughs> so we, do you sell on both ASINs now or? We sell yeah. on, um, I, I think we still sell on the original one. It's kind of gotten flooded with quite a few sellers, but there's two other ones that are, you know, decent price, low four to five sellers, and it's almost the same product. And we've actually created our own bundles as well with that product with a matching item that really complements it. That's fantastic. And there's a great lesson there for the listeners right now. People may not understand, especially if they're new to the replan model, what it is we just said. You're not looking for great products. You're looking for great ASINs. And initially, we talked about this great product that you guys found. Well, the reason it was a great product was because it was tied to an ASIN that looked really good on the software tool Keepa that we talk about all the time. Go listen to podcast episode 369 if you don't know what I just said about Keepa. That episode will straighten you out. It's a tool we love. It costs about 20 bucks a month. So it looked good on Keepa, but that particular ASIN started not looking so great. Other sellers came along. The price kind of dropped into unprofitable territory. So what you guys did is you looked for other ASINs where that same product was being sold on Amazon. I think as a shopper, sometimes we just assume that there's only one listing for each product 
that we buy on Amazon, but that's not the case. Sometimes there's two, three, five, 20, 50, 80 different ways to buy the exact same product on different listings. It's not quite as challenging as eBay where there's 3,000 listings for every product, but quite often there's far more than one, two, or three. So you found another ASIN or two where this same exact product was selling. So you're selling it on separate listings besides the one you originally started with quite profitably, it sounds like. It's getting a little less attention. It's a little off the beaten path. It's on page two or three or whatever of the search results, but people are finding it and they're buying it from you. Yeah. It's profitable. What's the price point on the product? Just give us a rough, you know, on on this Um, particular ASIN. So we buy it for almost 11 bucks and we sell it for almost 33. Yeah. That's great. Making 10, 12 bucks a sale, something like that net. Yep. That's awesome. 12 bucks profit, you know, and it's super easy to package. And Mm -hmm. the only issue is we can't find enough. That's, that's our only issue. (laughs) Right. Right. And that's just one of your ASINs, right? Happened to be one of the first ones you found. Yep. How many times a week is it selling for you on average right now? As soon as, as soon as it hits Amazon's warehouse, it's sold. It's going. How many drops is that on Keepa? Offhand. Yeah, I want to say about 80-ish on Keepa. Okay, so it's pretty hot. Yeah, Yeah. all of the ASINs with it, they're all hot droppers. (laughs) Yeah, and I love this topic too, guys. I want to spend a little bit of time here because we've had some people frustrated lately looking for some of those first wins and we're getting some good lessons in here. So we've got three ASINs we've talked about so far for the exact same product. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming on that first ASIN, the one that has, what, dozens of sellers at this point. Yeah. How many drops does it show and how many reviews and that sort of thing? Talk us through. I'm assuming that one's like smoking hot, bunch of sellers playing for 50 cents a sale at a net, right? So that mm-hmm. one's kind of gotten burnt out. It's hot. It's super hot there, right? How many drops? Mm-hmm. Do you happen to know? I'm not entirely sure on that one. It's a lot. I know it's, it's a lot. It's a lot more than the ASIN you're selling it against now. I'm assuming. I mean, they're pretty popular. I would um, say it's pretty comparable, mm-hmm. to be really? honest. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty comparable. It's, yeah, I would say it's pretty comparable without looking at it. But yeah, that's I'm, okay. I'm just, I'm talking, you know, the example I'm trying to think through is there's more, more than one ASIN. So a lot of times these super hot products, like this products that are ranked in the top one or 2000 of the category, whatever, this stuff that's just selling multiple times daily with a bunch of sellers. If you look for, less popular ASINs, slightly less popular ASINs even. Man, there's so much opportunity there. Yeah, there is. That's just a great tip. And you guys have kind of organically done that and you've yeah. been rewarded for it. Yeah, we really didn't want to let it go. So, you know, yeah. we, we can't Well, you still may have ASINs. to, you know? Let me yeah. just give you a little advanced counseling. Um, <laughs> well, that's, that's the thing. Like, don't fall in love with the ASIN. And when, when it started, the first one started to tank and you know it got filled up with sellers and the price was coming down to that point that you were talking like maybe making 50 cents probably at a loss i was so disappointed and that's what got me into like well what can we do and we like like she said we pulled them back and we found somewhere else to put them and so yeah that's you know, you can say don't fall in love with it, but even us after a year. You get plus, that emotional tie. We've all been there. But you <laughs> learn over time, you know, every you new ace and you find. You don't know if it's going to live with you for years or if it's going to be a three-week get in, get out, make a hundred bucks. You just don't know. Yeah. 
But the great thing is, and maybe we can start to transition to this, is you can go find more anytime you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can, and there's, there's dozens of ways to do it. Oh, yeah. Yep, we do. We're always on the hunt. You know, we actually, so our first sale was December 1st of 2020. That was our very first sale. And our goal for that month was to sell a thousand bucks. We would be happy with a thousand bucks. You know, we didn't know what Q4 was. We didn't, we didn't know anything, but we ended that month with selling 2000 and we were super happy, like 2000 bucks. Yes. You know, <laughs> like this works. Yeah. Yeah, proof yeah. of concept. Your your proof of concept month was December, right? Yep. It was December and we were super happy just to know that from what we sold, we're able to our Amazon selling subscription, it didn't come out of our pocket, which was right. nice. You know, right. We you were covering your fees. You were you were making a net profit that you, you yeah. were selling enough at a nice enough margin that you were covering all the fees. You were running a profitable business month one, basically, which is something to be excited about. We, we, sometimes we see so many of these stories, we forget that the vast majority of businesses start and hope that by year three, they can turn a profit. You know, that's how most businesses go. And mm. it's just not the case with this. I mean, you month one, you're like, hey, we paid for everything. We're actually putting money in the bank here. This is great mm-hmm. and a scalable business. Yeah, so that, that's fantastic. Yeah, so how'd it go from there? And then from there, it just, you know, we steadily just sell more and more, not at, you know, like leaps and bounds, like some sellers, you know, like they just take off running out of the gates. They pass the moon, you know, but we're steadily climbing every single month, you know, which is great. We're, we're happy with that because we're super busy, you know, like, and this just fits in with what we do. Like, if it wasn't for Amazon, I I wouldn't be able to work because we have four kids that are in every single different direction, you know. Sure. So, so we'll talk us through that just a little bit. When you when you say you know this this fits and you couldn't work otherwise, talk me through the reality. Like in a, in a week, how does Amazon fit into your schedule? What else are you squeezing in there? Four kids. I mean, obviously we all know what that means, but yeah, uh, you know, just talk us through a little bit your guys' routine schedule and how this fits in the cracks. Yep. So four kids ranging from 10 years old to 17 and four kids, four different schools. Various activities, <laughs> Various the dances activities, and the sports. <laughs> aerial silks and, you know, so I'm either dropping off kids at school, picking up kids from school, taking them to this activity and that activity and grocery shopping. And while I'm grocery shopping, I'm replenishing shopping at the same time. I just double tap it, you know, and and it just gives me the flexibility to stay at home with the kids, take care of everything that they need, you know, be very present and active in their life and be able to work at the same time, which is so good, you know. And she needs to drop what she's doing right there to grab a kid that maybe hadn't previously figured out a ride home from us, you know, an activity or after school stuff or anything it's nice because she doesn't have to report to an employer or anything. She can, she does what she does. She can drop it and she can walk, you know, jump in the car and go pick a kid up. Yeah. Yeah. And and our family is just, that's all our kids have ever known is that extreme flexibility. Like they have no idea. I think sometimes how the rest of the world really works. It's like, 
I got no option. I'm out of here by 6.30 a.m. in the morning, and I'm not going to be back till eight tonight, most days of the week. I mean, a lot of families, and God bless them, doing what you got to do to pay the bills and to provide for your family. I'm not knocking it by any means, but what a huge blessing it is to have this kind of schedule you guys described where, okay, I've got half an hour. I'm going to squeeze something in here. Oh, wait, that half hour just got killed because I got to go do something else that just popped up. Okay, I'll get back to it later. But you build your business with the time that you have. And I like that image of kind of squeezing. This is a business that you squeeze into the cracks mm-hmm. of your life where you can. You do what you can when you can. And at the pace that you're able to give it, you'll see the rewards over time. And you guys are busy. You've got a lot going on, but you've yeah. been able to squeeze a business into those parts of your life where you've got a little bit of margin. And that's that's fantastic. So Kelton, you work full-time, if I recall, correct? That's correct. Right. So like I kind of, you know, I loaned, I guess, quote unquote, loaned the business a little bit here and a little bit there to get it started. And then after a while, it was like, okay, my paycheck can go to, you know, bills or it can go to food for the family or whatever. And then the business took took its own legs. And now it kind of, you know, it grew pretty fast. And I guess it just kind of launched after very little investment on my part, you know, a couple hundred dollars to get us started and then flip that money back into the business and flip it in. And she wasn't working me. I mean, obviously, besides being a full-time mom. So this is something that she can, she can say like, Hey, I'm also contributing and I'm building this thing for when I retire. And then maybe I can, if, if she'll have me, I'll work for her. Yeah, we she'll she'll take your application, I'm sure, and at least consider. (laughs) That's fantastic. So is that something that's on the horizon? Is there a plan for you guys to do this together at some point in the future? Have you talked about that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I help out as much as I can. I mean, she does the bulk of the research along with our um, virtual assistant. And then she goes and picks the products and stuff up. And then we're actually sitting sitting in our fairly new office. We went from about 150 square foot office and we were stepping over each other, trying to package things. And we went to about about a thousand, thousand square foot office. And so that helps out quite a is, bit. Is, are you at your home then? You're, you just switched rooms? We are. Go? We went from like almost a small size bedroom to the entire basement. It's a three level home. And so, you know, bedrooms are on a level, kitchens on a level. And then we've got this big basement, which was an entertainment center kind of theater and we took it over now it's headquarters right (laughs) that's awesome guys they say that you'll grow into the size that you that you're in you know so i mean yeah you'll fill it you know you put in more shelves you're gonna stock those shelves so like hey let's fill it That's awesome. I love being able to kind of see, you know, that this is the real world. Just, you know, you got some boxes, some shelves back there and you still got the same entertainment couch that you had before, but it doesn't get used, but it's like a, probably a work table now, right? (laughs) We put boxes on it. As boxes get filled to send to Amazon, that's our, that's our stacker. Yeah. You, you cleaned it off to make it look good for the podcast, but we all know, we all know. (laughs) No, that's great guys. You, you've got quite a routine and you're on a great trajectory and so let's talk some some numbers. You gave us some of your early numbers. What is the business looking like now? You know, we're a year and a half into the journey after ramping into it. Mm-hmm. You're squeezing it into the cracks. You know, how many hours total are you putting into this and kind of where are you sitting now? Yeah, I would say, I mean, I've never really done the math, but I have kind of thought about like, how much time do I actually put into it? Because it's a little here, a little there. You know, I'll sure. go out shopping for about six hours, but 
I want to say roughly between the two of us, because he's always helping me package and prep and box up the shipments, you know, but I want to say anywhere from 18 to 22 hours a week, I would say. Between the two of you. Yeah, that's good. And you're squeezing life in the middle. Like, you know, I'll go to the grocery store. My wife will send me on an errand that should take 20 minutes, but it takes an hour because I'll grab several of our replans while I'm there, right? So like, was that an hour of work? Not really, kind of. Yeah. Uh, so you're squeezing it into the cracks, but yeah, I'm with you about you know, 18, 20, 22 hours or so. Okay. Yep. Yep. Always taking pictures. I cannot go into a store without taking pictures. <laughs> My Same phone here. is bombarded with like 10,000 product pictures. It's absolutely insane. <laughs> it's funny when you're flipping through family photos to find something, people are like, why do you have pictures of the dog food aisle? Like 18 pictures on your phone. Why do you have pictures of cleaning products? Yeah, I would say about that much, you know, time we put into it. And once we hired our VA through the proven replens VA, you know, that took that definitely helped with my time. It saved me so much time looking for new replens and and that kind of stuff. So I could put that time in other areas of the business, you know, learning different things or just whatever it may be, out shopping a little bit more, whatever. But now, yeah. how long have you had that VA? I wasn't aware you guys had hired one from this. So we got with Kyle Curtis, I think it was in February. Mm-hmm. It was February, and you know, got a VA, and we had our first VA, and it didn't work out so well with our first VA. I think there was a pretty good communication barrier between the two of us. You know, we would ask him to, you know, just in certain places or certain items, not items, I guess categories and that. Yeah. And he he would always say like, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. And, but it just never happened. So about Mm -hmm. after a month, we kind of figured out, I don't think he's understanding very much, you know? And so we got with Kyle and he is so great. So great to work with. Yeah, that program's awesome. It is amazing. I I wish we would have done it sooner, but I think we did it at the right time because we're not huge, you know, like, you know, we're, we're not huge sellers, but man, that program has saved us so much. And he found an awesome VA for us and we love her. Yeah, she's great. Like, we love her. She's, she's amazing. She sent us like, you know, she's in the Philippines and um, she sent us recipes like, hey, here's like one of our family favorites. And really, yeah. oh, that's yeah. so great. Some Filipino dishes and very respectful and she she does a really good job if we want to go a specific route you know she'll go down whatever rabbit hole that we tell her to and Mm -hmm. when we feel like okay well maybe on our end maybe that wasn't such a good idea to send her down there let's let's reroute or um you know and she's she's awesome yeah that's that's awesome and you're paying her I'm, I'm assuming three four dollars an hour right yeah, we we pay her four bucks an hour. She works five hours a day, mm-hmm. so five days a week. You know, it's money that's well great. spent. That you know, and and for those who haven't heard us talk about this topic before on this show, that's life changing income. That you know, three dollars, four dollars an hour spends like about twenty five to thirty five dollars on in the Philippines locally. So it's an incredible opportunity for oh, yeah. in and. What we do with the PRV program, the Proven Replens VA, we'll stick a link in the show notes. We find locals who are willing in the Philippines who are willing to work for $4 an hour 
and be trained on our systems and work for only one seller. So we train them, we vet them, we get them up to speed, we test them, and then we turn them over to sellers like you guys. And I love the transparency that, hey, the first guy you had, there was some communication issues, maybe he need a little more training. Maybe he didn't quite have a grasp of English as well as he should have, or, or we thought he did. So you know he's back in training now, I would imagine. And at some point, he'll be assigned to someone else. But that's that's the process. That's the system. We train them for you, find them, and then they work only for you. Like We have no idea what ASINs your virtual assistant is finding for you. Yeah. They work for you now. You guys paid the fee to have us find, vet, train them. And now that now she works just for you guys. So how many yeah. ASINs is she finding for you? How's it going? It sounds like you guys considered it a good investment at this point. Yeah, absolutely. She consistently every day, I would say she sends us about anywhere from five to eight ASINs. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I go through the ASINs that she sends every morning when I get up and I would say at least 80% of them we test on. Like yeah. she is so detail oriented, you know, like just very detail-oriented things that I probably would have missed before, you know, in product packaging or the sizing. She is on it. She's very good as far as that goes. And and she's she just wants to work. You know, she was she sent us a message this morning actually just being so appreciative because she has two kids and a husband and stuff, but she's just so thankful for the opportunity to work because she gets to stay at home with her kids. Yeah. which is very relatable to me. I totally right. understand that. Right. But it's an incredible opportunity. Uh, for, and she gets to make a really good living. Yeah. Just, what was that? just for a few dollars per hour, you know, you're completely yeah. changing that family's life. Yeah. And it's not like you're making a, a kind, generous donation to some good cause, which is beautiful. I love charity. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. But there's something about a business where now you guys are building something. And as it grows, those few hours a week are going to turn into more hours. And you know, this could be a year from now, she's in charge of your sourcing team in the Philippines and she has five people that report to her. Yeah. Right. I mean, it, that's the trajectory of this thing. Yeah. Which is opportunity leads to more opportunity. And now you guys are building something truly significant. And I love the relational aspect that you guys pointed that out because just culturally, you can't make, you, I don't want to paint with too broad a stroke here, but culturally, Filipinos in general love working for American-based companies. And in general, they speak English well. And in general, they just have an incredible work ethic and make great employees, even if we're paying a 15 or $20 an hour. But four bucks an hour is a lot of money in their economy. That's what makes it such a great fit is you guys can kind of wade into it slowly, part-time. And those few dollars you're paying her makes a significant difference in your life and in hers. It's a beautiful yeah. arrangement. And we've got hundreds of those stories now. It's a really cool dynamic that we're, we're tapping into with that. So I'm glad we spent some time on that. I didn't, like I said, I didn't realize you guys had done that. That's, mm-hmm. that's- a huge time saver. Yeah, we're very thankful for that for sure. Definitely very thankful. Well, what are the parts of your story? Oh, and we didn't talk numbers either. We kind of drifted away from that. If you don't mind sharing. Oh. I don't, you know, one of the things I like to, to point out too, you know, as we dive into that, you guys, before we hit record today, are like, ah, we're not very big. We've heard some people, they take off and they're hitting bazillion dollars in a month and all that. Like, you know, that's not everybody's story. It certainly wasn't mine, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I like these real stories that encourage people like, you know, you can go from point A to point B. Point B may not be everybody's point B, but you're make, your trajectory is of much more interest to me than how fast you get out of the gate. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Right. Uh, 
another way to think of it. So you take the trajectory of what you guys have done and the time that you've been doing this and you play it out over two or five years, there's somewhere pretty amazing. And you've just been kind of squeezing it into the spare time cracks of your life. Yep. Yeah. So I believe, so 21, 2021, we wound, that was our very first full year that we're in business because, you know, December. (laughs) And we ended the year with selling 108,000 for that full year. And then last month was our highest month to date. And it was almost 19,000. So, and we were really happy about that, you know. That's awesome. What's your net margin on that 19? Yep. So our net margin is 25%. Pretty typical. And then our average ROI is 87%. That's phenomenal. Yeah. And that's with including, you know, paying our VA. And we also have the campaign that we do on Amazon. What is it? Like the PPC? Yeah. The nickel. Yeah. Campaign. Yeah. yeah. We don't have to dive into those weeds, but yeah, it, uh, the brief description there is you run a pay per click ad for everything you sell <laughs> and you'll spend two or $3 a day on, you know, at the most typically, mm-hmm. but it just juices your listings a little bit. When you have the buy box, you got an ad that pops up and buyers are a little more likely to click on your stuff. It's, it's one of the things we train in the replens training. But yeah, so you're counting all those expenses in and yeah. you're still at a 25% net. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I think we're doing okay. <laughs> oh, no. that That's phenomenal. Yeah. That's a great side business. Yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, you're, you're pushing, I don't know, just quick math, $70, $80 an hour net, right? If I'm doing yeah. my math right. So, I mean, Something. that's not bad at all. No. Yeah. No. That's a pretty good side gig. <laughs> it is. Stay at home with the kids and... You know, when you want to work, because I I love working, but you know, I mean, it's it's a great deal. It's a great setup for sure. And that's awesome. Congratulations, guys! You're you're on a beautiful track, and you've got something pretty special you're building, and yeah, bright future as well. Yep. Hey, we'll get back to the show in just a second, but I want to tell you about the repricer that we use for my account, and many of the leaders on our team use as well. It's Be Cool. You can power up your replin business and ramp up your Amazon sales with BeCool's latest brand new conditional repricer. It has artificial intelligence, machine learning built in. You can auto switch between many different artificial intelligence repricing rules like inventory levels or sales velocity, profit margin, countless other conditions. Mix and match different conditions up to hundreds of customized combinations that allow you to have a very distinct strategy that gives you a unique edge. The possibilities are endless with Be Cool's Amazon repricer. Here's the deal. Sign up with our exclusive link for listeners of this show at silentgym.com slash repricer. That's silentgym.com slash repricer. To be eligible for a 30-day free trial, no credit card is required. (laughs) For more information, go to Be Cool's page silentgym.com slash repricer. Check it out. Hey, let's get back to the show. Congratulations, guys. You're, you're on a beautiful track and you've got something pretty special you're building and yeah, bright future as well. Yeah. Where do you want to go with this conversation? Anything else we haven't hit? Anything else you'd like to share? Kind of put the ball in your court. What else do you guys want to talk about? Yeah, I would say we do have a coach too. 
last year when we went to the Proven Conference out in Florida, yeah, we wind up signing up for a coach. And I think a lot of people have this, they think, you know, the coaching office, like they just, just like every, every other seller, you know, out there just wants to, you know, track whatever, track them down and, you know, get them to sign up. But we actually had to track your guys' people down to sign up <laughs> yeah. while we were at the Proven Conference, you know, and, and it was, it was great. We have a coach and. Uh, yeah, very, very low pressure. You know, the conference, um, which we're going to again this year in August, because it's just good people and it's a great community to hang out with. But the, the conference was just fun and we met so many good people there, which we still can stay in communication with. Mm-hmm. You know, but we did have specific things that we wanted to accomplish while we were at the conference. And then coaching was the big one. We knew that we were at that point where it's like, oh, we, we kind of feel like we've hit a, a steady line. What's the thing that's going to help us get up to the next level and get up to the next level? Yeah. So uh, thank you. You brought two great subjects that I love talking about. Our coaching program. And our upcoming conference. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you guys are going to be there in Louisville, August 12th through 14th. Loveprovenconference.com. Yep. People who don't have tickets yet. So you guys have your tickets? You're all set? Yep. We have our tickets, our flights, the room. Nice. Oh, yeah. At the hotel. We're at the ready. host hotel. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, yep. it's going to be a tremendous event. Hundreds of people, listeners to this podcast and successful students and coaches from our team. And uh, it's going to... And, and newbies are welcome. It's typically 30, 40% of the people at our, our events are brand new first event they've ever been to. So we welcome them and they feel right at home. Last year was your first event, correct? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe yep. talk to those people who are considering like, I don't know, I'd be new. You know, what's it like? You know, I hear it's a family reunion. Am I going to be kind of on the outside? You know, talk yeah. me through that a little bit. I don't, that's a question I don't get to ask that often. How did you, did you guys feel warmly received? And what do you think of the, the group, your first impression? Oh, absolutely. It was, it was great. So, you know, during one of the one of the classes and, and some presentations that people were given, there was time to break out and go eat. And we were actually approached by one of the coach. She wasn't a coach at the time, but I think, you know, she's a coach now. Mm-hmm. And she came up to us and we got talking to her and we're like, let's go eat. And just one of the most welcoming people, smartest, smart as all heck. Uh, she knows a lot about the business and, you know, very welcoming crowd. And that's, that's one thing that I think we try and do with our business is maintain that being part of that 1% that, you know, like say the group is 70,000 strong that listen to the podcast and what are the one percenters doing? Well, you know, 1% of that group may go to a conference and 1% of that group may get coaching and one per what's the next 1% doing while well, they're mm. you know, networking with these individuals at the conferences? And you know, Man, that's what's, good. How, can, how can we jump up that ladder just a little bit and improve our business? Yeah, th- that's a great way to put it. Because I often think of our community as kind of like a, you know, a bullseye, a target with you know, the red center and the different layers going out. And you got the people who kind of pop in and pop out and we love serving them and there's huge benefits to that. But there's never a really true center of the target. You know, it just the group kind of, you get more and more exclusive and then there's relationships within those, that tight inner circle 
you know, even within that tight inner circle of the hundred of us that kind of run things around here, there's some I know really well and others I don't know that well yet. New coaches I've only interacted with a couple of times, for example. There's always room to explore that next level of relationship and kind of getting into the core of this group. For some reason, I'm reminded of that, uh, uh, of, of an example, you know, where the, the predator comes after a herd of sheep and you're like, the sheep all try to get in the middle. <laughs> it's like, that's where you want to be. You don't want to be one of those sheep that's out there drifting around the edges. And get it always, but the group's always changing, but you're always kind of trying to get in the middle. Okay, what's happening? You know, where, where's the action? And and getting into coaching, getting into the community that way, or getting going to a live event, that's a great word picture is, you know, get in there with what the, the top, you know, 10% or even 1% are doing. What are they doing? Good, yeah. good analogy. I like that. Thanks, Kelvin. Yeah, we're always thinking about that, you know, like how can we make ourselves better? What more? can we do? What is one little thing that we could do that would make us be better for tomorrow or next month or next year, you know? And yeah, at the conference last year, we met so many amazing people, like just so many amazing people. And this year we're actually going to go to the conference. I think, what is it? Like two days early. Yeah, We're going to be at the conference a couple days early because last year <laughs> when we flew in, we actually, the airport lost our luggage. So they lost our luggage. We didn't have anything. You know, we didn't even have our cell phone chargers, clothes, toothbrush, toothpaste, nothing. No I makeup. <laughs> vaguely remember that. Did we talk about that? Yeah. Yes. At the yeah. conference. I remember yeah. you guys now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. We yeah. So I mean, and we really did look like some homeless people. <laughs> I mean, we got rained on outside and we're in the motel room with the blow dryer, blow drying your clothes. You know, it was, it was a riot. You had but, to be like, you know? did we make a right decision doing this? Because it just doesn't seem to be going well so far. So I'm glad we turned it around for you. It sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> We, yeah, we still went to the classes and everything, did. and yep. everybody was still welcoming, you know, even though we didn't feel amazing. I think actually the first day we were there, uh, we ran into Oscar, and my wife was like, I don't want to go see him. I can't see him like this. And I was like, I was like, there may not come another chance. Like, let's do this, you know, old clothes and everything. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's the right guy, man. He'd run up and hug a homeless guy on the street and and talk to him for hours. He's just got the biggest heart, you know. But yeah, what an incredible community. I'm glad we warmly welcomed you guys in, even when you were kind of wet and didn't have your luggage. Yeah, it was funny. So you're coming in a couple days early, which is smart. There's actually a good tip there. I mean, a lot of people come in a day or two early, stay a day or two later at the host hotel. And it's the stuff that happens outside of the events where there's chairs in the room. You know, I mean, those out in the hallway and the dinner tables and, you know, taking a walk around downtown Louisville and a beautiful bridge nearby, take a group and go sightseeing. It's that kind of stuff where you just really start to get into the the full benefit of this community and the, the quality of the people that have been attracted into the core of what this group is about. So that's exciting. I'm glad we got to spend some time on that. I had no idea you guys were coming to the event. And I think I did see that you guys had received a coach. However, I wouldn't mind hearing a little bit more about how that's going, how that's served you and what benefits you've received from that. Just you know, tell it to us straight. We know your first virtual assistant didn't quite work out. How are we doing as far as coaching goes? What, what kind of impact has that had on you guys? Oh man, our coach. So we have Allison Morgan. Mm. And her assistant. So we kind of get like two for one. Doubled up. Yep. Yeah, They'll be at is, the event. 
yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, they will. We're excited. We we cannot wait. But yeah, she has been so amazing because so I'm a planner. Like I have my planner out every single day. I write down things that I need to do, whether it's, you know, wife duties, mom duties, business duties, whatever it may be. But when we got into coaching, I think one of the biggest things that I personally took away is like, okay, I was really good about writing down in my planner what I needed to do for the next day. But she wanted to see what are you going to do for the whole week? Like try to plan your week, you know? And it really resonated with me because Kelton would always tell me, you know, you need to put that boulder into the river. like put your boulders into the river and let all of the little things like flow through, you know? And once I started doing that, planning out my week, what days I was going to shop, what days I was going to source, what days I was going to prep and get our shipment boxed up and send out our shipments, everything just kind of like went into place. It's so much easier having a plan Because I feel like if you have a plan and you write it down on paper, you're obligated. Like you have to get it done. And there's been so many weeks where I've been sick or, you know, he's gone working for the weekend or whatever it may be. We have a birthday party or whatever. Like I know Monday morning I have to get that shipment out. So whatever it takes, it will get done. Yes. Sunday package it up and Monday get it on the road and that's that's another thing is that consistency that they helped us with is, you know, once you've got a good solid schedule and you can say, we plan to have a shipment out at least every week by Monday morning. We've been very consistent with that and seen our graphs on the Amazon app just grow each month. And, and it, they almost look like stairs right now. They look like stairs going up yeah. because each week we are very consistent with that at least weekly shipment. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Yeah. And there's all kinds of benefits to coaching besides just, hey, hey, here's a strategy. Hey, here's a tip, a tactic. You know, a lot of that's in the course, but that accountability, that shining some lights on the habits. And, you know, we've coached at this point 7,000 students, which blows my mind that we've had that many. So we've learned a lot after having done it the wrong way. Enough times you start to learn how to do it the right way. And we've got a pretty incredible team of leaders. And I love hearing some feedback on Allison and how you guys are working through that. And, it sounds like it wasn't. It was more than just, "Hey, here's an Amazon trick." It was more, "Hey, let's dive into the way that you are structuring your week and your habits and you know, journaling, writing things down." And I love that big rocks analogy too, Kelton. I haven't talked about that in a long time, but that that old analogy with the—you've probably heard this or seen it. The you get the the cylinder that you fill with rocks. Have you seen that? You know what I'm talking about? You yeah, the, the, the sand and the little pebbles and the big rocks. So the, the way it's demonstrated is you've got this cylinder that's perfectly full of combination of big rocks, little rocks, and sand. And it's full to the top. And you dump it on the table. And it's like uh, a challenge for a group. Like, hey, put it all back into the bottle. Who thinks they can do it? And it's virtually impossible to do unless you know the secret, which is big rocks first, right? Yeah. Big rocks stacked neatly and perfectly first. And then you shake in the little rocks and let them all settle into place. And then you pour in the sand and let that settle into place last. And you get it all in there. If you try to do it any other way, it's not going to work. So yeah, just those kind of analogies that help us start to shape through the way we process our business, our our personal life, even our week. Like, have I hit the big rocks today? What are the big rocks? What are the big rocks for this week, for this month? And where do those fit? Figure that out first. 
That's so good. That's so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah I kind of I love the randomness of this episode. We're hitting a lot of really cool. <laughs> this is great. Probably us just like oh, that's our life. Take it off. <laughs> no, hey, I got five kids. I know I can do random all day. I can do random all day. We can jump anywhere you want to jump and both just bounce around. But I think we've painted a pretty nice picture for folks who are thinking, hey, does this fit into my life? Could our family do this? Do I have to be, you know, have a business degree or do I have to be super motivated or super disciplined? Hey, these are just real people doing the business, right? You guys, you guys are doing this. You've, you've figured it out. So what is your goal? Let's talk maybe about that. Like as you guys project out a little bit, where would you like to be? Give us some dates, some times. Are you goal people? I'm not much of a yeah. writing goals yeah. on paper, but you guys struck me as like, you've kind of put some thought into that. What do you guys yeah. have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do definitely. Um, as far as, you know, like, yeah, we kind of are goal people. I guess you could take it away. When yeah, we, so we've got, I mean, we have white, whiteboards all over our house. Yeah. We've got one down here that tracks, you know, expenses and what we need to get to the CPA. And we've got a whiteboard in our bedroom. And that's kind of where it started was like with that whiteboard, it just says, you know, at the top of it, it says the process. And so we've, you know, put on there like, okay, we want to end a month at 5,000. And so when that, when that $5,000 in sales, when that goal was gone, it got wiped off and we said, okay, 10,000 for this month. And that got wiped off. And, and so we, yeah, we were always to have some type of target to aim at. And then when it's, when we do that, because we know we're going to do that, that's our focus is mm-hmm. getting to that point. It'll just get wiped off and the next one will get put up. Yeah. And then I think, you know, long-term goals, what the biggest reason I think in the beginning, when we first started selling on Amazon, you know, I was just bored kind of, you're a housewife and a mom and you kind of lose yourself a little bit. Like, what am I doing with myself, you know? So I started selling and, which is amazing. Like I love selling on Amazon and, you know, this isn't just for Amazon. Really, if you get the pack, I mean, there's a million different directions that you can go, you know, Amazon isn't going to be around forever. And we do realize that, but I don't think I would rather be with any other group of people to pivot with than, you know, silent sales machine people, like our people that we've built relationships with, because I know at some point we will need to pivot because that's life, right? Yeah. And Well, that's a powerful observation, Tambra. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I I love everybody, you know, (laughs) like we have so many like friends and relationships that we have built along the way. And it's just, it's incredible how much other people help. And if we could do the same for other people, you know, give back in some small way, but I would not want to be with any other community in this whole world, you know, like this is our home. Like this is where we belong, you know, but that's, I think I that's amazing. <laughs> but, and you, you, you bring up, there's several different directions. I would, I would love to go and just saying off of what you just said, but I think I just kind of want to let it sit. Like that's a great observation because I've felt the same way for 20 years now. And when someone kind of starts feeling that same way about this community, I know that we've got them in the middle of the bullseye (laughs) because yeah, there's going to be changes. There's going to be things that come. There's going to be surprises. There's going to be disappointments. There's going to be uh, all kinds of, you know, the only thing we know for sure is change is coming. Mm -hmm. Now this is as stable as it gets. 
I'm very bullish about the future of this particular business opportunity. That's the reason mm-hmm. we teach it. But yeah, I've we went fully all in with eBay up until about 12 years ago. That's all we talked about. And this became the great thing. And we pivoted as a community, thousands of us. And we started exploring, hey, what works here? Let's get into this. Uh, and I've learned that my leadership journey, to, to go off what you just said, has been as long as you've got the relationships and the culture, you're going to be fine. Techniques come and go. Strategies come and go. Websites come and go. Yeah. The, the, the culture, that's vital. The relationships inside that culture, that's vital. And um, even I'll share this. You might appreciate this, Tambra, based on what you just said. I read a book. And I don't know if you've heard me talk about this episode. You've mentioned it several, you've listened to several podcast episodes. So at some point or another, I've mentioned this before, I believe a couple of times maybe, but I read a book about the difference between cities and businesses where cities tend to last for hundreds or thousands of years. Businesses last for you know a few months or a few years. You know, it's rare they last a hundred years or more. Why is that? Why is it a city just lasts and lasts and lasts and a business kind of slowly over time tends to fizzle into nothing. Have you heard me talk about that before? You know what? I haven't. I think that's probably one of the one things that I haven't heard you mention. No. Okay. That's great. Well, so hopefully for the listeners too, they enjoy this as well. But basically the, and and the author asked the question, but didn't answer it. (laughs) But I thought it was a great question. So I've contemplated it. And I think the city comes, develops a kind of a culture. There's no real one person that's like, yeah, this is the person of that city. Whereas a business relies on a leader. And if that leader gets really weird or does something really stupid or, you know, or things turn, tide turns in that industry, but the culture around a community, specific location or a specific way of just kind of doing things, you know, like Portland is weird. Indianapolis, where I live, it's amateur sports. You know, you get city, they get this personality and and it just... No matter who the mayor is, no matter who the leaders are, no matter, it just kind of has that personality. And I want that for, for this group of, it's just a culture of people doing business and life together, supporting each other. Now you're going to have to work your tail off to get into leadership. You got to have something proven that works before you get on stage. But those are kind of the ground rules. And if you vibe with that, yeah, you're going to meet some great people. Uh, business builders and business owners are some of the most incredible people in the world because uh, of what it takes to do it right. So, yeah. and I love that observation though. Thank you for, for saying that. Uh, I don't think yeah. I've ever had a guest point that out before or say it. That really touches uh, a significant part of what I'm trying to usher here as best I can. It's like herding cats, you know, business owners <laughs> want to do things the way they want to do things. You can't, I, I can't make anybody do anything, but no. we can build a culture of acceptance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I feel it, you know, from the very beginning when we started with Amazon, I was like, man, I am home. Like, that's just, it's weird, you know, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's been but really we make the observation we have, we've, you know, we've done these live events several times and a, a lot of times people say, and I wasn't the only one that made this observation. I kind of had it in my own head till I started hearing other people say it, but things like, man, if this was a church, you couldn't drag me away from that place. Mm-hmm. You know, we all come from all over the world and we kind of gather once a year, but like, if we could do this every week and this was the church that I belong to, like, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> right? There is um, no way that we'll ever miss a proven conference, you know, unless, you know, we physically cannot get there. But yeah, wow. we went last year and there is no way we would ever. And we tell people that all the time, you know, like you have to go to the conference. You have to go to the conference. Like it's just uh, you get so much out of it. You can't even just, you know, explain 
what it does to you and for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, see if this resonates with you. And I didn't intend for us to spend this much time talking about the conference, but I think what we're hitting on as a group, you know, it's certainly like no one's going to the event saying, I can't wait to hear what Jim says day one. Like, I hope they aren't because they're going to be very disappointed. I'm kind of like it's announcements and then we kind of all hang out for a few days, right? Uh, It's not that, you know, I'm no Tony Robbins for sure. But I think what we've got is a culture of people who are, they're succeeding in business. And that special set of things that it takes to do life right, to do family right, you know, we're unapologetically biblically centered. And suddenly we find all these things that we're doing are very counter culture. Like our culture isn't feeding us these things. There's not a lot of pro-family, pro-business, pro-biblical value places you can go hang out right now. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So you get us all in the same place and suddenly it's like, there are people doing life differently. You know, there, there are really good quality people raising families, you know, a lot of homeschool families in the mix. And a lot of people just truly value family and relationships. And they, their favorite person on earth is their spouse. Like it's hard to find a group of people that kind of, you know, are doing it that way. So not that all, not that we turn anyone away, but you get enough people kind of thinking that way. It's a very welcoming, warm culture. So uh, yeah, thank you for saying those great things and kind things about the community. And uh, I want to be a part of a group like that. Right. <laughs> it wasn't our group. I'd be going there. Right. Yeah. And on that note, you know, I, I cannot wait to see what your wife has to say at the conference because she is a riot. I love her. <laughs> she is amazing. So uh, she know. is, she is constant entertainment and she challenges me and makes the most brilliant observations for someone who says she has no business interest whatsoever. She truly is. And her session is always one of the favorite and, and she could care less about Amazon. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you a funny story. I got, this happened like 24 hours ago from right now. Yesterday, I was recording a different podcast episode with a guest, and right, I, I'm facing my window right here. So, she got a new bird bath for Mother's Day, and it's 15 feet on the other side of my computer monitor right here. You, I can see it, and she's dragging the hose out to fill that bird bath, <laughs> and it's one of those hoses with a handle on it. You know, you squeeze mm-hmm. the handle and it sprays. Well, she's dragging it with the handle with the nozzle facing her, and she's just giving a good tug, 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 and you know what's coming. Like she squeezed that handle and she didn't know what was happening for a second. I mean, this is happening like eight feet on the other side of my monitor out my window here. (laughs) She didn't know I saw her. I was just like trying my best to control myself and explain what I just seen to the guests, but it was so great. And she's like, and she came up to my window afterwards while I'm still on the air. She's like, did you see that? She's talking to me through my window. I'm like, yeah, I saw <laughs> oh, she's out. a riot though. <laughs> right? She, she is a riot. A she she riot. just soaked herself, man. It was so great. <laughs> but yeah, raising the four boys and and uh our, our little girl Aven here and just getting to do life together with them around me. And uh she's so wise for sure. And, and and I'm not exaggerating when I say her session, and she doesn't talk about business. She talks about what it's like to do family and business and mix it all together. What are the dynamics? And she's a riot for sure. But her session is consistently ranked as the highest reviewed session of the event. <laughs> and spouses are welcome if they're there with you and it's your non-businessy spouse. They all are welcome to go to her session. And yeah, the reviews always come back. And I'm, I'm the only one who's never been to her session. She won't let me in there. She's like, no, I want to talk about you and I don't want you in there. <laughs> and it's not recorded either. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going to have to check out her session this year. I, I didn't go to it last year, but yeah, I need to be there. <laughs> yeah. You know, see, well, it's always unpredictable for sure. But uh, yeah. 
Well, it's been great hanging out with you guys. Was there anything that we didn't hit that you wanted to, to hit? Anything else on your list as we start to wrap this one up? I had a lot of fun hanging out. I almost forgot that it's a podcast episode. I'm just kind of hanging out with some great people from our community and recording it as we go. But what else is on your mind, if anything? Well, I think on my end, like I like how earlier you brought up like would I have to have a business degree um, to start something like this or to even qualify for Amazon? And the cool thing is what I like being part of um, the community and having access to the pack and everything through that stuff. I feel like we are getting an education. And at the same time, we're building a business that is paying us from day one. So rather than go get a specific degree in business or something like that and sit all day in a college in, in like a classroom. Uh, I feel like through all these things that we've learned and the community and like-minded people, we're getting an education right now, but at the same time, building something. That's fantastic. Yes. I love that observation. I don't know if you've heard me mention the book I've been working on forever. The, all the things I had to unlearn from my business degree to actually build a (laughs) successful business. Yeah. Like yeah, you need to get that put out, man. Virtually yeah. <laughs> everything they taught me. Now I had some good props. I made some good friends. I learned some basics, of course, that are applicable. But so many of the, the lessons that are kind of between the cracks of my business education, like that was such terrible advice. And one of them is you, you, you just hit on, Kelton, is you don't try to just raise a bunch of money and then pour it in there and hope that someday it all works out. That, you know, you can do it that way. That's the way business has always traditionally been done. Don't hold it against anybody for having the impression that that's what business is. But how about we take advantage of this just-in-time learning that we have available to us now and actually make some money as we go and scale up slow. And at no point are you writing a big check. I'm fond of saying now, if you're writing big checks and hoping it works out later, you're doing it wrong. Because you can test small, build small, slow and steady in the right direction. And if you look over your shoulder suddenly and you're selling 20,000 a month and then 50 and then 100 and you're building a team and at no point did you have to take a huge risk. No. It's unnecessary. And no. that's a great business education, right? That, that's not taught anywhere that I know of. It is around here. We have some colleges actually that use our curriculum now, which is pretty incredible. I love that. Some entrepreneurship programs. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's pretty neat. That's, that's good to know that that's getting out into the public and mm-hmm. something of use is getting into the schools. <laughs> yeah, I saw the undertone there. We're not going to go there. <laughs> Although I would love to. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason we homeschooled. Nothing against great schools, but you know, it, yeah. it's hard to find a better teacher from our perspective. You know, my wife graduated top of her class, very smart, academically high achiever. And uh, you know, like, find me a better teacher than her for my kids. And if we're able to do it, let's do it, right? That was kind of our thought process. It wasn't any anti-anything. It was more pro and let's keep the kids with their mom. She's a great, she's smart. <laughs> she did yeah. a great job and they did too. They benefited, but yeah. well, beautiful guys. Great conversation. Anything else? Um, every time I say that, you guys come up with another golden gem. <laughs> we could do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a two-part. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, I had a question. So I know you're, you know, a reader, you love to read. And my husband, he's the same way. I read very little as far as books goes, just because I feel like I'm pretty busy. But I listen to a lot of podcasts, like whether I'm driving or cooking dinner, cleaning, you know, whatever it is, I'm always listening to a podcast. But, you know, (laughs) I think I've 
re-listened to most of your podcasts at least two times. No way. Most of them. (laughs) I mean, I would say like episode 21, I think is probably one of my favorite ones. I don't even remember. What was that? I'll tell you. So it's about, you know, is selling on Amazon or any other platform really like, is it like epic? ethically and morally okay you know oh, and you buying low to, selling high yeah, yeah yeah you know i hit some of the basics in some of those early episodes yeah because some people thought yeah. oh, is this even ethical to buy something low and sell high so you found that useful awesome yeah super useful because i struggled with that for a minute you know like oh i kind of feel bad like taking things off of the shelf when people could be buying it you know but honestly most of the time like i have to wipe off the dust off of the products before we (laughs) send them in. So I don't feel too bad anymore. But if anybody struggles with with that, I'll listen to episode 21. And I would also have to say, go back and listen to your beginning recordings of Silent Sales Machine, because there are some great advice in there. Like, you know, these later ones are really good, but man, go all the way to the beginning because there's some... That's awesome. Yeah. I had no idea where this podcast was going to go. So I kind of tried to lay a foundation of, you know, what's this podcast in this community all about? And now we're just kind of showing the fruit. We're kind of showing off the fruit. You know, we planted seeds in the orchard in those early episodes. I'm like, Mm -hmm. all right, let's see what grows of this. Well, now we're walking through the orchard, picking the oranges off the trees, right? And like, hey, look, it works. Uh, And that's more our philosophy now. But uh, I do, do truly enjoy that. And I think the question you were kind of leading to, not to jump the gun, but like, are there any other books that I would suggest that you maybe dive into that would be along those veins. Is is that yeah. kind of where you were going? Because yeah, or like podcasts, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, my favorite podcast what is do you Daniel listen Lappin. To? Daniel yeah. Lappin. Just, that, okay. So I have his. Yep, I, have I, his. I don't miss an episode and, his, and a lot of his content as well. And I'm sure we'll have him in an event again. He's the, the keynote presentation that he did. It was actually on September 11th for one of our events in Illinois three years ago, approximately now, one of the greatest presentations, any keynote speaker, any other speaker, just phenomenal. And he came out, you think you thought he was going to talk about 9-11, you know, our United States 20, you know, 2001, 9-11. No, he was talking about the original 9-11 and he built business lessons into it in such an intriguing, fascinating way. I still remember the bullet points of what he wanted us to do as a result of very practical, very, very emotional, very entertaining, funny. He just did such a great job. He's one of my favorite speakers and my favorite living author. So yeah, his podcast and his resources, I, can, I can't recommend enough. Uh, it's been very influential. The Business Secrets from the Bible book is my favorite book outside the oh. Bible itself, especially for anyone with entrepreneurial aspirations. And you know, one of the basic lessons that it pounded into me, for example, and it's, it's not natural. Most people are resistant, especially introverts who are attracted to e-commerce. It's not natural for us, but we need to learn to use our voice, to step out into leadership, to build relationships, how to do it, how to do it intentionally and frequently. It's, it's all throughout that book, and along with a bunch of other practical lessons. But I can't recommend that strongly enough. You know, Rather than like, hey, here's a podcast with the latest events kind of stuff, I don't spend as much time with that. Mm-hmm. It's more the timeless stuff, the stuff that was true 10 years ago and will still be true 20 years from now. That's more valuable and in, in from a very practical standpoint, that's more valuable to my business than, hey, guess what's happened to the news of crypto right now? That'll all be different next week, right? What did Elon do yesterday? Like those podcasts, I'm just, you know, it's entertainment, yeah. but it's kind of like, you know, eating sugary cereal for breakfast. It's like, it doesn't really, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's like, 
it does the job, but yeah. So yeah. hopefully that helps you. I would dive deeper in, and like this, this morning on my run, I was listening to an old Zig Ziglar book from the eighties, hmm. okay. getting great ideas from it. Great right. ideas that are very applicable right now because all the best ideas in business are stuff that's been around for thousands of years. There's nothing new there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hopefully that helps you. Yeah, and no, it does. That, yeah. And I could do a whole nother hour of ranting on that topic, but I give you some good <laughs> homework. When you go through and listen to, to business secrets from the Bible, that's going to open up a whole world for you. Just get the audible of that. I would highly, highly suggest. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I have heard you mention it before. So. Yeah. And uh, another personal favorite of mine is Robert Morris, The Blessed Life. Have you read that by any chance? No. I tell no. people frequently, if they want to get in my head, like mm-hmm. see the world of business and how to, how to integrate it into your, especially your faith if you're a Christian, or how to think like a business building Christian, you know, which is what we do here. Read those two books. The Blessed Life by Robert Morris. That guy gave away every penny he had multiple times in his life. Sold his house, sold his cars, emptied his bank account, gave it all away. And said, okay, what now, God? I th- that whole thing about not being able to outgive God, I think I just did it. You know, and God was like, shows up. Nope, here's where we're going. Here's the next adventure. And just start all over. Like it truly is, you know, a stewardship journey. None of this is mine. And if you can keep that message in your head at the same time as I'm going to aggressively build as something as big and significant that I can give back to God someday as possible and, and enjoy the benefits of it until God asks for it back. It's such a great uh motivating message those two messages yeah yeah all right guys any book recommendations for me uh, you, you said kelton you're a reader you read anything good lately yeah um i like anything by ryan holiday um the obstacle is the way that's that's a big helper on our journey is you know something comes up and it's like oh you know amazon shut this specific thing down for whatever reason not necessarily our account but like you know, maybe we run into ASIN issues or dangerous good issues or something that we've yeah. got to got to do. And so that that book, um, the obstacle is the way, kind of. That's helps a great to, book. I yeah, shift what you're doing. It, yeah, anything by Ryan Holiday, I really like. Um, what's the one that you just finished? Um, oh, the richest man. The richest man in Babylon is very good. Um, that's actually helped us to that and e-commerce, the accounting book that we were reading. Um, profit first profit oh, first yeah, yeah, yeah. that kind of helped to because what we were doing was we had a single account and it was everything it was business expenses and it was mm-hmm. um, and the, the money just kept growing and growing in this one account and so we finally got to the point where it's like okay pay our first you know coming from the richest man in babylon pay our first and so we created sub accounts underneath that account and now we've got a tax account and now we've got you know, actual money that belongs to us. And so the business, we can see visually that the business is spending money back out. Yes. Great book recommendations. Books I've read all those, loved all of them. Uh, Compound Effect is another one that I think you might enjoy. Have you read that one yet? Uh, It's been a while, but I'll have to get back to it. I've got got a closet that's just got all of my old books that I probably need to go and uh, revisit them. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times we find ourselves in a different stage of our business journey and books become more relevant than they were when we first went through them even. And we revisit, you know, some of my favorites I've read multiple times. The business secrets from the Bible, I've probably read cover to cover at least 20 times. And I find new things every single time. 
Yeah. I need to dig into that one because I do hear you talk about that a lot. Mm-hmm. So it would be and, nice. And, and it's not lapping. This is the Hebrew tradition of handling business and money. It's it, it's like two thousand it. year old longitudinal study. Like yeah. A, right. It's like it, it it's not him. This is stuff that that culture has understood, it's been ingrained into them. And it's it's almost an unfair advantage. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, we need to get that one for yeah. sure. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah. And then uh the last one I'll throw out there, it's um, Thou Shall Prosper, which Lappin actually wrote before Business Secrets from the Bible. The Business Secrets from the Bible one is a little easier to digest. Thou Shall Prosper is more put it on your thinking cap a little bit, not too much. Mm-hmm. But he really lays out a nice, the beginning of that book is a really nice foundation for basically everything else he's ever written. So Thou Shall Prosper is really solid. But all right, all right well, that's good. We've all given each other some homework here. <laughs> <laughs> And you guys have had some, uh, just, you, it's been a delight hanging out with you guys. Uh-huh. I, I find myself sometimes, actually Zig Ziglar said this this morning on the book I was listening to, and you know he recorded this a long time ago, but I so related to something he said, and I think it applies to, to a situation like where we're right now. He said, I so wish that there was some way that I could hang out with for a day the people that I'll never get to meet or hang out with more than just a few brief interactions, you know, an awkward handshake at an event or something, you know, in a picture or something or an email, but these families, these real people that have built something based on something I learned and shared. And now we've got this really cool connection, but we'll never get a chance to fully explore and enjoy that because life is busy and the community's big and things happen. Uh, I could, I so related to that. You, I could tell, I just, I would love to hang out with you guys some more. And I, I have that feeling so often with the great folks that pop on this podcast, but it's been a pleasure hanging out with you the time we did have for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we will see you in a couple months and uh, yeah. we'll track you down. Even if yeah. It's oh, please drive. do. Please do. And yeah, I love you coming early this time. Bring extra luggage this time, right? Yeah. So you, can, you can help somebody well, else. Everything. If it's someone, surely inevitably someone's going to show up without their luggage and be panicked and can't get their room or whatever. And Hey, we come prepared to help them out. So, all right. Well, Hey, God bless you guys. I'm going to talk to the audience, the listeners for just a second. I hope you guys enjoyed hanging out with us and I hope you, as much as I enjoyed this show, I hope you did as well. All the listeners, the business building warriors out there, uh, just a couple points of order before we wrap this one up. If you are enjoying this show, a couple things we would ask as favors to us, because we have a $0 marketing budget for the show couple things would be share it with somebody else. That'd be awesome. Go to iTunes and subscribe to the show. That's a huge help. Helps us bump up in the ranks and get noticed by people who may otherwise not notice us. Uh, we've got a very steadily growing audience. I saw you know, consistently, I'm looking at the, the statistics for the show and in new countries around the world, some cases I couldn't even find them on a map, but they've ranked us in the top five, the top 10, because you're sharing this show with other people. And it's all viral word of mouth. And we really appreciate that. So to my guests today, Kelton and Tambra, you guys were phenomenal. Thank you so much. Yeah, Absolutely. thank you. Yeah, thank you, Jim. Yeah, it was a pleasure hanging out. And to all the business building warriors, we're in your corner. We're praying for you. We're here for you. Come be with us in Louisville, August 12th through 14th, 2022. com. We really want you to be there. So we'll have another great episode for you again real soon. Hey, before I let you go, I want to remind you about our latest sponsor for the program, Be Cool. They're a repricer that will help you power up your replay business and ramp up your Amazon sales 
with their latest conditional AI machine learning, that's artificial intelligence repricing, auto switch between several different artificial intelligence repricing rules like inventory level, sales velocity, units sold. There's several different, actually hundreds of different strategies that you can use, unique combinations that will give you a creative advantage over anyone else who's selling on the same ASINs that you are. You can get their special offer, which includes 30-day free trial, no credit card required, incredible offer. Go to silentgym.com slash repricer. Again, silentgym.com slash repricer. Thanks for sponsoring the program, Be Cool. Go check out this offer. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.